Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Nickel Park. This is your one and only couch guided safari through the wilderness of life, and I am your tour guide, Joshua. And I am your tour guide, Luke. And I am your temporary tour guide, Kevin. Kevin! Uh, guys, Kevin is joining us this week uh, because Benjamin Burton Frazier just became a father uh, as of yesterday while we were recording this. Uh, so Ben is on a bit of a paternity leave, and uh, Kevin is filling in uh, for him today. Mm-hmm. Kevin, we're very, very happy to have you aboard on this tour. Thank you. Long-time listener, first time, second-time caller, actually. I've been a guest before. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you were on uh, for a little bit, uh, but now it's an official... Full episode. Uh, right, full episode, so don't don't screw up. I'm trying yeah. not to. But don't hold back either, you know? Right. Okay. Let it let it all loose. Don't be afraid of failure, but don't fail. Yeah. Fair enough. What's your favorite pasta noodle? Uh, Alfredo. That's that's a sauce. Dang it! I failed already. <laughs> Hardly even a sauce. It's technically just a cheese. <laughs> okay. All right, Kevin. We said don't fail. Yeah. From we're, this point on. Early hey, we're cutting early. this part right here. Yep. But uh, mm-hmm. get it the frick together, okay? If you okay. can. Okay. I'm so sorry. Okay. All right. Here we go. Kevin, what's your favorite uh, pasta noodle? Fettuccine. Ah, excellent choice. He's doing great so far. I felt that pairs well with uh, Alfredo. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't. Hmm. I haven't tried it that way yet. I usually just kind of raw dog crunch it, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Dipping sauce never hurt anybody. <laughs> to each their own. That would be wild. Just someone sitting with a, a bowl of dry pasta with like a little cup of dipping sauce fettuccine. Yeah. It's like chips and salsa, but hard <laughs> pasta and sauce. There's no reason it wouldn't work. I mean, it would work. You could physically do it, but would it be delicious? Probably. Mm-hmm. Would it be socially acceptable? I would say no it on both of them. I was going to say no on both of them. cause that I'm championing. So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, all right. Well, this week I think we're gonna kick things off with a little Mad Lib, because um, we really enjoyed that last time. So I think we're gonna we're gonna do it again. Um, okay. I will I will present the words that are required, and y'all can take turns uh, giving me a word. Uh, so I guess I guess rock paper scissors it for. We'll see who goes first. All right. Are we going to count it out? There's, oh, there's like a delay. All right, yeah. Rock. All right, rock. On, on shoot, on shoot, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, rock. here we go. <laughs> rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. shoot. <laughs> All right, I did scissors, he did paper. I'll go first. Uh, has never been more difficult. They say technology makes things easier. I beg to differ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, so this Mad Lib is called A Letter from Camp. Uh, all right, so Kevin, I need. Hold on, I'm a, gonna need a little bit more setting. I need to like be able to get in character. Okay, so, like young, what kind of camp? What? Mm-hmm. What? How old am I? What time of year? Young Timmy. Young Timmy is at wood burning camp. Uh, he is in his third day there, and uh, they have only fed him uncooked pasta. So he's living the dream, basically. Right. So he's writing okay. a letter to someone from camp. Got it. All right, I'm okay, there. All right. I'm in the headspace. Okay, all right. First word is a relative. Nephew. All right. Luke, mm-hmm. adjective. Adjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with 
steamy. Kevin, another adjective. Engorged. Engorged. Okay, Luke, another adjective. Oh, dang. Uh, <laughs> let's go with translucent. Tracking out the thesaurus on this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, name of person in room. I guess just the name of a person. I mean, Steve. Uh, Luke, another adjective. Ah, dang. <laughs> um, let's go with uh, slippery. Kevin, another adjective. Colorful. Okay. Luke, a verb ending in id. E-D. E-D. Uh, raked. Uh, Kevin, a body part. Thorax. (laughs) Thorax. Okay. Uh, Luke, a verb ending in ing. Ah. Tempted to go raking, but... (laughs) Not not today. Uh, let's go with... Parasailing. Parasailing. Okay, totally spelled that correct. Kevin, a plural noun. Scissors. 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 Scissors, I. Luke, another noun. Uh, A goose. Uh, Kevin, adverb. Flippantly. All right, Luke, verb. Dump. Dump. Kevin, another verb. Enlist. Uh, Another relative, Luke. Let's go with your step aunt. Your step aunt. Uh, Another person in the room, Kevin. I think just a person. Rob. Rob. All right, here we go. All right, so what what do we say? It was Billy, right? Timmy. Right. Oh, Timmy. At, at okay. Woodburning Camp. Right, all right. Day. So Timmy's at Woodburning Camp. Here is his letter. <clears throat> Dear nephew, I am having a steamy time at camp. The counselor Ooh. is engorged and the food is translucent. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I met Steve and we became slippery friends. Oh, no. <laughs> what kind of camp did you say this was? Woodburning camp. Hmm. Unfortunately, Steve is colorful, and I raked my thorax so we couldn't go parasailing like everybody else. <laughs> one more, one more time on that sentence. <laughs> I feel like okay. I'm gonna go with two sentences back. I met Steve, and we became slippery fi- friends. Unfortunately, Steve is colorful, and I raked my thorax so we couldn't go parasailing like everyone else. <laughs> okay. Oh man. All right. I need scissorses and a goose sharpener. So please flippantly dump more when you enlist back. <laughs> wow, okay, that was a mess. I need more. I need more scissors mm-hmm. and a goose sharpener. <laughs> so please flippantly dump more when you enlist back. Whew. Your step aunt, Rob. <laughs> so wait, wait. Oh, that's so good, nephew. It was how it started. Uh-huh. And it was signed, your step aunt. Your step aunt. Beautiful. Wow. Rob. Incredible. Oh, man. That was... All I know from that is I need to see what a goose sharpener is now. I think <laughs> I need That's a good point. Most, I wanna, most what goose does it mean is... to be slippery friends? 
I don't know. It started off a little uh Engorged was a risky word to use, and it yeah paid off. <laughs> yeah, the first... I'm having a steamy time at camp. The yes. counselor is engorged. <laughs> and then he met Steve and became slippery friends. That's all a little... A little suspect. Hmm. Well, you know how it is at wood-burning camp, so... It's just how it be. It's just how it be. Things get silly. <laughs> and slippery. Oh, man. One of my uh, fondest memories of camp... This is a little detour we're going. Was, um... We were at homeschool camp. Woo! Make make jokes now. Uh, so we were all and, homeschooled. There's no jokes to be made. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. Good. Uh, and I stayed up, like, pretty much all night eating sweet tarts from the uh, snack shack because mm. they were my favorite. Yep. And the next morning was, like, big group picture for the camp. And, uh, of course, I was super sick because I stayed up all night and ate sweet tarts. And so we, like, got lined up for the picture, and I got really sick and threw up to the side of the group. And it was, like, this Technicolor rainbow (laughs) sweet tart (laughs) mess that I left on the ground right before the pictures. Wait, was I there for that? Uh, I feel like you would have had to have been. I would have thought so, but I don't remember the... <laughs> is there the photographic puke. evidence of this event? Uh, the group picture is somewhere at my parents' house. It would be that would be worth tracking down. Was it mid picture? Like, did they capture no. your, mm. your? No, stream? it was like while we were all grouping up. But I can't imagine you looked terribly pleased or no, no. healthy during that picture. <laughs> yeah. No, I only went to camp once, and the dining hall smelled like body odor. <laughs> all I remember. Yeah, that's about how it is. I bet the dining area of wood burning camp wouldn't smell too bad. Oh yeah, it just smell like matches and wood yeah, kind of smoky, ashy kind of scent. I have a lot of camp memories from when I was a counselor, not a student. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm teams. sure. Yeah, I uh, there was one night we were at this one camp and the kids were like, they were literally psycho. Um, they were like threatening to shiv each other in their sleep. What? And so, yeah, and so me and another counselor literally had to sleep in the hall in front of their doors in case they tried to sneak out and stab each other in the middle How of the night. How old were they? Like early young high school, late middle school. Jeez. It was messed up. It was all these like hillbilly kids in Indiana, rural Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. I should have guessed Indiana. Yeah, stupid Indianians. The worst state. Hey, my mom lives there. Well, tell her to move. Okay. <laughs> it's a garbage state <laughs> filled with garbage people. <laughs> uh, Kevin, quick. What's your third favorite TV show? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. You pass. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we go make some money? Do you always yeah. test your guests like this? Just curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we try to. Okay. Yeah. When we uh when we had Kevin on, not Kevin, jeez, you're Kevin. When we had uh Kyle on, uh, we tested his music abilities mm-hmm. and his ability to lie about who he is. Right. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For 15 minutes straight. <laughs> I can uh, confirm that I am the actual Kevin that's supposed to be on this podcast. So well, we that's don't good. have to do that. Yeah. Thankfully. So what were you saying earlier? I'm saying, should we go make, make some, some money? money? Yeah. Yeah, I like the sound of that. All right, cool. Wood. Well, I mean, Kevin doesn't get a yeah, cut. Yeah, I'm he's sorry. not. Yeah, he's. You're not Wait, actually I thought part. I, I thought I got a percentage. 
Mm-mm. of the sales. Mm-mm. Nope. Still goes to Ben. He's got a family to feed. Yep. All right. Uh, so our big... Hu- Let's try that again. <laughs> our big home. <laughs> our big home. This is our big home. It's very big. Our big, big home with lots and lots of room. So our go big this week is uh, actually my full-time employer. Obviously, this is just a part-time gig that I'm filling in for. Uh, thought it was paid. Apparently, it's not. Uh, so I won't be coming back. Um, but while I'm here, my current employer is sponsoring us, and that would be Carvana. Um, a lot of people think it's uh, Carvana. It's actually not. It's a common misconception. Uh, yeah, I, we do. I we do sell. Thought. We sell vans. Mm-hmm. So we sell cars and vans. So it's Carvana. Mm-hmm. Carvana. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. People people get confused about that. I have to correct them all the time. I wonder what that came from. Like why why people thought it was Vana. You know. I don't know. I've heard like they thought it was something to do with like Nirvana, and that's why we have like the halo on our logo but no that's just because we're so good hmm. as a company because what's well, like americans just want to make brand names more complicated than they need to like exactly it's clearly nike not nike mm-hmm. and True. clearly it's it's clearly pagone not patagonia mm-hmm. <laughs> pagone <laughs> it's a pagone or you like my pagone jacket yeah. we sell cars and vans it's carvana yeah carvana. Um, makes sense but uh, I'm sure a lot of you have heard about our vending machines that we uh, dispense our cars from. It's it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. You know, you get all the flashing lights and sounds to uh, keep the modern person entertained while they're waiting for their car. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually just opened a new branch in Las Vegas. And a cool thing they're doing there is instead of dropping a coin in a slot and it coming down from a vending machine, it's actually a slot machine. Uh, so you go in, mm. you put down 10000 no matter what you want to get or what you think you'll get. 10000 cash, put it down, pull the lever mm-hmm. on this slot machine. Whatever you win, you win. You could win 500 bucks back. You could win a Ferrari. You could win a Mitsubishi Mirage. Mm-hmm. It could be literally anything. But, you know, that's, that's Vegas. So that's you go Vegas, there, you play baby. the odds, you have the whole experience. Uh, open bar, open buffet. Well, there was before COVID, but uh, right. now you just get a bag of beef jerky and a water bottle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, you know, come on down to one of our 30 locations. Uh, head out to Las Vegas for the full experience hmm. of risking your life sa- savings to get a car. Interesting. So, okay, so you said you could get literally anything, including, including like $500 cash back. So does that mm-hmm. mean cars, you're not even guaranteed a car? No. We also have like t-shirts and Beanie Babies, uh, hotel I, uh, vouchers. I, heard, I saw on the news that, so I, I did a little research before because I knew you were bringing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that someone got a, a live uh, Falcon out of one. Yeah, that was a, a one-time thing. Um it actually wasn't even supposed to be the actual prize. The actual mm-hmm. prize was a pet rabbit. Uh, the falcon got into the tower, ah. and and then it just happened to come down with the rabbit in its clutches, and so they got to keep the dead rabbit and the falcon. But honestly, that would be worth about ten grand. So that person <laughs> right, kind of yeah, lucked a, out. A good on that falcon, one. yeah, a good falcon's worth about ten grand mm-hmm. these days. 
So do you know like uh, the, the odds of getting a car or is it completely random? It's completely up to the person who's operating it that day. It's like those oh. carnival things where they can press the button to decide if they want them to win or not. Oh, interesting. Um, so if you come in and you're real nice to everybody, you know, uh, polite, be polite to your to your customer service workers kind of thing, they're a little bit more likely to give you at least something decent. Interesting. Hmm. Just a little, hmm. little cheat code for you there. Hey, well, that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Well, do li- do listeners get anything if they uh, if they head out to Vegas for this? Uh, not for Vegas, but we are as a company doing a buy one get one free special. Um, so purchase any car, uh, get another one of equal or lesser value uh, for free. Give it wow. to a friend or family member. Yeah, that is a deal it's and a half. Pretty sweet. <laughs> Think I'm gonna take them up on it. I'd- yeah, it's a pretty good time. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Thanks, Carvana. Mm-hmm. So for our go home this week, uh, we're he- we're taking it back to Bourbon Country, that is the great old state of the bluegrass. Um, this week we are sponsored by Knob Creek. Knob Creek is a distillery in Kentucky, uh, and they make they make liquors and bourbons and and stuff like that. Um, but they have actually just released a uh, a twenty year vintage um, series in which they did some experimenting with uh, the aging process. Uh, So for those of you who don't know, bourbon is made by distilling um, the clear like liquor, and then that liquor is aged in typically a charred um, wooden barrel. Typically it's uh, it's oak, um, but sometimes it can be other things. Uh, but for this series, this 20 year series, Knob Creek decided that they wanted to experiment with, um, the aging process. And so they aged this, uh, this bourbon in a variety of containers. Um, and now they're releasing it as a limited series on the market. Um, so they just wanted to do a a quick plug for it and just wanted to talk. They wanted us to talk about a few of the high points and things that we found interesting in their, in their process. I think I sent you guys the email if you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to take a look at it, yeah, yeah I'm looking at it right now. Uh, the first one that caught my eye that I'm I'm kind of excited about is uh, they did an aging in a uh, microwave popcorn bag. Oh. Um, so you know, like when you're done, it's got all that butter residue on mm-hmm. the in, in the bag. They mm-hmm. decided, the what if we made some kind of butter bourbon kind of thing going here and mm-hmm. we, uh, just aged it in that buttery residue in the bag. Um, hmm. so those, those are typically a shorter aged, uh, bourbon. I think mm-hmm. they do about a f- four year or so, um, okay. on those, but I'm, I'm excited to try them. Plus butter bourbon just kind of rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. I like it really the does. sound of that. Now, butter bourbon sounds really good. I see this one a little bit further down the list. Um, it's called the, the Derby bourbon. Um, it says on here okay. that they, they buried this, a bottle in each stall at the Kentucky Derby for the horses just mm-hmm. to really soak up that essence of the horse. Ah, um, okay. You get the, the hay smell, just that that smell of a horse sweat, that sweet smell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, it, it, there's a lot of money taste in there too because, you know, sure, those horses yeah, are worth imagine. a lot. It's just, <clears throat> taste the richness of it. and It's just huh. 20 years of horse stable smells and tastes seeping into these barrels in each stall it's it's really something special 
Wow. That's really cool. I'm sure that's going to be quite the uh, high price. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the uh, the ones that were buried in the winter stalls are are fetching a pretty penny already. I think American Pharaohs sold for two million. Wow, that was just good. a single bottle, not even the whole barrel. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, I'm really excited about. Um, so 20 years ago, uh, well, and today, Legos were pretty big. Um, mm-hmm. So the Lego the Lego series, I was pretty pumped about. They um, they went to just like hundreds of thrift shops all around America and just bought bags and bags of Legos and they assembled them into like Lego barrels and, and they aged it inside of the, um, inside of the Lego hmm. barrels. Um, you can really taste the grubbiness of the hands of the kids that played with them. Um, and it, it really is like, you can really taste, it's like a journey through all of America because they collected these Legos from homes and carpets and behind the couches of, Americans all over the world. Now, looking at these pictures that they sent, I really like these these pieces that have the bite marks in them from people trying to get them apart. I think that just adds a lot of character and mm-hmm. and uh, panache to the look and feel of these barrels. Yeah, mm-hmm. do they uh, do they bottle them in Legos as well, or is it just the barrels? The cork is Lego. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. it's yeah uh, yeah. Were there any other ones y'all wanted to touch on before we moved on? Oh, okay. This this one's kind of cool. Um, this one is aged in a in the tire of a Chevy Silverado. And what's unique about this process is it's it's not an old tire. It's a current vehicle on the road, and there's okay. bourbon constantly like sloshing around, sloshing around inside the tire, so it keeps it moving. It's like. Uh, you know, like a cement truck, agitating it. Yeah, sure. Or like, like a rock tumbler. You know, mm-hmm. it smooths mm-hmm. smooths the bourbon out by constant motion. Um, I heard they they just ran it up and down sixty five north a couple times just to really get the bumps in there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but I mean, get that local feel. Yeah, I think they've driven it like all over the country, um, mm-hmm. and they're just mm-hmm. really letting it letting it fly so that's going to be they haven't uh bottled any of those yet but i think that's going to be amazing hmm that's really cool oh i've got i'll touch on one more uh th- so it looks like they've got one that was aged in uh in an old new balance shoe that they dredged up from the ohio river mm. um uh, i mean i guess if you're into that sort of thing now, I don't remember the last time the Ohio River was on fire, uh, but if it was within that 20 years, I bet that adds a nice smoky flavor mm, to it. You're probably right, honestly. Wait, the Ohio River was on fire? <laughs> it was, at one it point. It was. Yep. Actually? Uh-huh. Not in Louisville, but up uh, up north, I think. Mm-hmm. All the pollution. That's insane. Can we do it yeah. now? Can we go down to the river and just <laughs> hold a lighter to it? <laughs> I feel like if anything were to set the Ohio on fire, it would have been uh, thunder over Louisville. That's a good point. That's wild. I think that would yeah. be good for the river, though. Maybe it would, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, clean it out. It's like mm-hmm. it's like doing a controlled burn of a forest. you got to control yeah. burn your nasty, polluted river. <clears throat> Anywho, so um, Knob Creek Distillery. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for letting us do an ad for you. And if anyone goes to our website, or sorry, goes to their website and punches in uh, the code Nickel Park, uh, they will get um, one free shot of whiskey. Uh, must be 21 or over to apply. 
or have a fake ID. Alright folks, welcome to the unconventional solutions portion of the podcast. Um, this week is going to be slightly different, um, and what we're going to do is, in honor of our good friend Ben, who has now entered fatherhood, we are going to give him some tips and tricks and just helpful little tidbits uh, from our experiences um, that can help him better be prepared for what he's about to go through. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ben, listen up, and uh, let's get to it, boys. Yeah, and this will be good for anyone that is uh, oh, yeah. looking of to course. go into parenthood. Yeah, yeah. I, I most, think it's safe most to say, of it is universal. Safe to right. say that we're all experts in parenting, so right. our advice right. should... I had parents, you guys... Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, two of them. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Okay, okay, cool. Then, yeah, we're good to go. We should be qualified. Uh, right off the bat... <clears throat> Babies, uh, they go to the bathroom a lot. That's just a that's mm-hmm. just a fact. That's just how life works out for you. And a lot of parents like they always feel like they gotta change the baby's diaper. And but then you know, ten minutes later, what's that? You gotta do it again. Ugh. And so you just a nonstop battle of trying to keep this thing clean. Um, and so one thing that a lot of people won't tell you is you can actually. Um, you can just keep the baby on a toilet. You can a, a baby is perfectly capable of being raised on a toilet until they are at an age where they know how to use the bathroom correctly. Um, you can you can rock the baby on the toilet. You can the you can just set the baby on the toilet seat because they're they're wide enough if you turn them sideways mm. to rest over a toilet seat. Um, and so you can they can just sleep there. Um, and they spit up a lot too, and so that's easy. Just boop right down the toilet. Right down. Um, and the only time that you have to worry about a diaper is if you're, you know, taking them to church or whatever. See, now my parents did something kind of similar to that. Uh, they wanted me to have a little bit more freedom to move around, though. So they just mm-hmm. created like a little safe place in the bathtub. Uh, oh, I okay. just I lived in there for the first year and a half of my life. <laughs> they had like pillows up against the wall, so I didn't mm-hmm. hit my head on anything. Mm-hmm. And okay tennis balls on the faucet so i didn't bump my head that kind of thing right. um sure but yeah you know make a mess just turn the water on mm-hmm. it's, it's real easy flush it down the drain spray them down mm-hmm. that's really good yeah a, a, a padded a padded uh tub mm-hmm. that's good. easier and for everyone josh going off of yours i well not going off of but uh i think that would also help in the potty training process like if they're mm. on the toilet 24 7 pretty much they're gonna get accustomed to it a lot faster than your standard mm-hmm. baby uh just by exposure alone mm-hmm. yep another thing that i've heard um i know feeding a baby is a constant struggle of trying to match their schedule and stuff um so what i think a lot of the experts have learned is don't try to match the baby's schedule you're in charge so you set the schedule um, it's important that mm, they like see that. you eating first and then you feed the baby um, to set yourself as, self up as the alpha in the family. Okay. Mm. Uh, you don't want them challenging your supremacy. <coughs> um, there's nothing worse for a family dyma- dynamic than a, a parent who's not in charge. So mm-hmm. I think that's real important to set up early on. Yeah. Yeah. I remember growing up um, when Emma was a baby, um, Mama just kind of like set her 
uh, like on the ground while we all sat around the table and ate and, and made sure Emma knew like, Hey, you, you eat after we do. Right. Um, yeah. and that, and that was, that, that worked out a lot and, and I knew she did the same for me and, and so that's cool. And that, which, which is great. Cause that translates later when I, when me and my siblings would sit around the table and we would all sit there and, and watch mom and dad eat until they'd had their full. And, and then we were allowed to, to pick off the, the scrappings. Yeah. And then later on in life, when your kids are taking care of you, um, they know how to, how to set that precedent right. where mm-hmm. the parents will sit on the floor while the, the kids eat <laughs> the circle of life. Um, another common issue, uh, with parenting a young, an infant, if you will, uh, is their sleep schedule. Mm-hmm. Apparently they're just not good at sleeping. Um, Real bad at it. Which, I don't know, it's wild to me that someone could not be good at sleeping, but... I do it all the time. That's the way they are. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I've done it as long as I can remember. Anyway, um, so your baby doesn't sleep. What do you do? You give them melatonin. You, right. You just mm-hmm. give your baby drugs until right. it, they do your will. Um, and if if you notice, like, they're sleeping too long or anything, then you just, uh, you give them another drug to wake them up. <laughs> you, uh, then you give them the Adderall, the caffeine. Ah, yeah. Caffeine yeah. pills. It's all about balance. Caffeine well, you milk. See- too much of one drug is bad for anybody. Mm-hmm. So you have right. to figure out the doses of, oh, my baby fell asleep for six days. I'm mm-hmm. not going to give them that much this time. Right. Uh, right. But now the baby won't sleep. Oh, I got to balance these out. Figure out when mm-hmm. you should give them the stimulants, when you should give them the relaxants, that kind of thing. You'll learn. It takes it takes a week to a month uh, to figure out the dosing and schedule it. But mm-hmm. And they have resources it. for that, like right. like you can get Gerber Baby Adderall at Walmart and mm-hmm. uh, and whatever whatever you need for for oh, one yeah. of your baby. Don't give them adult doses. That's that's dangerous. No. Yeah. 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 yeah of course not. Yeah. Gerber baby latte though. You ever had that? Personally, no. It's good stuff. Uh, the milk was a little funny in that one. I didn't care for it. Uh, speaking of the, the sleeping schedule, um, if, if you're having a hard time getting them to like kind of calm down at night, um, or if you're trying to get them to take a, take a nap during the day, especially, um, you can use the old put a towel over them trick. Uh, when the right. baby mm-hmm. senses that it's dark outside, they're going to go to sleep. So if it's still light out, throw a blanket over it. Mm-hmm. Put it in a dark room by itself. Whatever it takes, it needs to know that it's time to sleep. Babies stink. Babies are stinky, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so I would highly recommend baby deodorant. Um, or just regular deodorant. The only reason I say baby deodorant is because it's small enough that it fits under their armpits. But you can just take a regular stick of deodorant and just rub it all over their chest and back and mm-hmm. head and whatever. Um, that helps a lot. Uh, one issue for young parents is finding a babysitter. Cause like, if you want to mm. go out and have some you time, go on a date night, you got to find a babysitter. Um, one thing that I would highly recommend is, um, getting your baby's conceal and carry license. Um, this is good. Making sure, yeah. Making sure they're gun safety trained because all you got to do is, you know, Buy, buy them their first their first Glock and uh, make sure it's within reach and you're good to go out and 
and do whatever, and you you know that they're going to be safe back at the house. Yeah, and, and when they're real young, you know, you start them out with like a, a pellet gun or something like that. Right. Around six months to a year, you can upgrade them to like a twenty two. Um, mm-hmm. And and the gun grows with the baby, not literally, of course, that would be ridiculous. Right. But you know, well, you get them you get them a new one each fifth birthday or so every other mm-hmm. year, just however your budget allows. And and th- it, it really teaches them to become self sufficient and look out for themselves and stay safe in any situation. Yeah, Toys R Us has a great... Um, well, they did. They don't uh, exist anymore. Wait, what? Toys R Us? Yeah, hmm. they're, they're gone. They're non-existent. Oh, I know well, that's, what, that's what we grew up with, but... Uh, Toys R Us had a great shooting range and a great selection of baby yeah, guns. That's that's part of the problem with the uh, the move to the digital age and the takeover yeah. of Amazon, is you can't go test these things out with your baby anymore. You just got to order it to your home and see how it works. It's a little yep. less convenient, but... So if if you followed our advice, well not our advice, but you know the other host's advice, and uh, <laughs> started them off on the uh, the Arnold uh, pre-birth and post-birth uh, workout supplements, your baby's going to be ready to start walking pretty soon. Uh, you just got to get them uh, to develop that work ethic. Uh, that's going to get them in the gym every night and every morning uh, to build those leg muscles. You got to get them in that leg press as soon as they're out. Mm-hmm. Start building those calf muscles, those thigh muscles. Uh, build a small squat rack. I know you probably have one in your basement. You just got to lower the bar a little bit, get that baby in there. Uh, they'll be ready to go. The neck muscles real important. Teach them how mm-hmm. to do sit-ups and crunches and things like that. Right. You, know, you don't want a baby with floppy floppy neck syndrome or anything like that. Yeah, you really want a baby with good delts because walking's all in the delts, as we know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Pneumatic tube. Pneumatic tube. <laughs> uh, for easy transporting of your baby. Babies get heavy. Just uh, put them in the pneumatic tube. Get yeah. them from point A to point B. Tape your baby to a Roomba. <laughs> and then see what happens. It's not advice. I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's more of just a personal thing I'm interested in. So... <laughs> Just let me know what happens when you do that. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I guess we can end it there. That's... I think we gave a lot of actionable a... advice. I feel like yeah. I said almost nothing that entire time. Luke just just doesn't even know what to do for babies. I barely even know what they are. Folks, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Kevin, thanks for joining us. Yeah, glad to be here. Uh, where can folks find you and your content and all that good stuff you're making these days? Uh, well, as you know, I'm on the, uh, the the cooking podcast with Brie Larson, uh, mm-hmm. so you can you can check me out on that. Uh, that's a bi-monthly podcast. That means every two mm-hmm. months, uh, so right. really six episodes a year. Be looking out for mm-hmm. that in the next couple of weeks. Um, stop by Carvana Louisville at any time if you want. Uh, Wait, what? What was that? I said. Uh, mm, I said, come by Carvana Louisville anytime you want, and uh, I'll give you a tour, sell you a car, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Or a van. Or a van, yep. Sweet. Uh, All right, well, thanks to Sense of Circus for the use of our theme song. Thanks to Jake Byron for the use of our ad song. Thanks to AMF for having us on the network, and uh, thanks to... Thanks. Ben for having a baby. Thanks Thanks to Ben for having a baby and making us put up with Kevin this 45 minutes. Yeah, it's been hell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Until next week, I'm Joshua. I'm Luke. And I'm Kevin.
emotion can you show me how you put it all in motion show me some loving and show me emotion can you show me how you put it all in motion yeah